A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. We are the Dadly Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Man and Now But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do the daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also Frank Now the show, formerly known as NXT 2. Oh! oh! AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup that we complete. We get a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's Raw and all the fallout from Elimination Chamber. Yeah, solid. Uh, a couple of highs, a couple of like characters that we've talked about on several WWE podcasts of late that are just peaking at just the right time. It's WrestleMania season, mm-hmm. and it's great to see wrestlers that I'm looking forward to talking about. Uh, and it's nice, I suppose, that the Triple H era of these matches that you kind of knew were coming and a load of stuff that has been signposted from Survivor Series and Royal Rumble is now just a poster, is now a match graphic mm. or whatever. And uh, I just, I don't know, like, WWE has always felt good in WrestleMania season, even when the product was dire. It would just have this, like, the sign would, like, have this effect where suddenly wrestlers would have no choice but to be engaged. Like, not... With everybody, mm-hmm. but like enough of the top stars or the top programs would feel hotter because it was WrestleMania season. The fact that so many of these have been built to, I think, is helping elevate what was otherwise like just an okay episode mm. of television, but better because of the time of year. You didn't really get your get a chance to get your thoughts on the chamber. Yeah, I was just surprised that my colleague was so downbeat on last night's Raw because he usually stands up for WWE, and as I uh, see it, Mr. Hamlet has also been. Standing up for the Australian Board of Tourism. Oh, you're on the side of the trolls. Good to know. That's good. That's good. Good to know. Good to know I've got the backing of my colleagues (laughs) against Twitter dog piles. That's nice. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) My what culture colleague, Michael Sidney. Was that when they got you? So, Elimination Chamber. Let's go through the stat. Mm. Go through the newts. The ring time. (laughs) (laughs) My broad take on Elimination Chamber. And for me, you kind of have to discuss the sh- content of the show hand-in-hand hand with the way in which the show was sequenced and mm. unfolded. Like, my God, if I was watching that live, I got bored of pressing fast-forward when I had to... <laughs> I literally got bored of pressing fast-forward. Live removes all that. It's just all good. Like, you don't need to press fast-forward if it's live. You can go make your lunch or you can go have a shower or whatever and then it's you exactly come back and you have missed a match. Like, there's right. no need to skip anything. So, shut up. <laughs> all that extra effort... 
I've got a few scattered thoughts on the show and the discourse surrounding it and all the rest of it. So just give us about did, three or four I didn't catch the discourse. I missed that. <laughs> right. So, right. If I'm watching that four hours is a long time, right? I just want to feel engaged throughout. Like, and, you know, I don't even get this with AEW. I've said even during the absolute peak AEW pay-per-views, there is always one match where I'm like, oh, I forgot you existed. Mm. Oh, I forgot you existed. And I just kind of want to uh, get to the point because it's enough <laughs> already and I want to get to sleep. <laughs> to quote uh, a line from Seinfeld, there's no perfect way to do it. Some would say there never was. Uh, New Japan, peak New Japan, where every match was a little bit longer than the next and you sort of... It was sequenced in gradually getting more important and the stakes were higher. That was that's the best approach, and I wish AEW would steal it. I don't like when they jam these twenty-five minute matches in between and then you get a cool down. It's often the women in AEW, let's mm. face it. I'm not saying there's a perfect way to do it. I'm not showing my preferences, but my God, I was bored pressing fast forward to get through all of that naked capitalism, which is what it was. Mm. Um I don't think it makes for a good experience, personally. I was, it was fine for me. I had to press fast forward. Ugh, what an inconvenience. <laughs> but it's it's too much. It's too bloody much. I will say, in the same breath, that... And I'll get to the actual... My thoughts on the content of the show. Um, I will say that I didn't spot on my Twitter timeline, which I barely really touched this weekend at all. I was quite proud of myself. I don't think I spotted... This is the main thing, realistically. One person who I know to either tolerate, like, or love WWE in good faith go, because I take the piss here, I'm really bored, and this is really affecting my enjoyment of the show. It was all gotchas. Mm. Yeah. It was all gotchas yeah. from accounts, <laughs> accounts. That favorite. I, I should have known better. This is, I told that favorite. Don't engage with them. It's a don't. total gotcha. Yeah. Like, did anyone who tweeted that or X'd it or started a threaded thread on it on Reddit, right? Did anyone go? I just wanted more wrestling from this WWE show that I watched. Yeah. <laughs> not a one. Not a one. Yeah. My personal experience was: I'm so glad I caught up on tape delay because they've taken the piss in this. TKO era particularly, but it was happening before then. My, they've taken the piss with these shows, and I genuinely, for my personal preference, I'm like, I don't need to see this video package. Why am I seeing a video package of a wrestler who isn't even on the show? Like, seriously, what is going on here? If it was sponsorships out the arse, right, I could almost understand them just taking this money. Right, I'll do an advert for your product, your product, your product. Money out the ass. I could understand that from like a really just total capitalism mm. deal. But they're advertising their own stuff just relentlessly. Just do a shorter show. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I, I think that's the it. Peacock ads, isn't it? The, yeah, the, ever since the, the Peacock branding. change, that's like, again, it's like, the, it, I think a lot of people have still got that brain of like, I paid 50 bucks for it. Well, you didn't. Like, it's sort of bundled in with this subscription that you either have or you don't. Yeah. And it's effectively like, Stadium Raw, or like, they, you know, the, especially a show where there's only four matches because of the gimmicks or whatever. Like, and again, this is a conversation we can have that can't be condensed into tweets, but I think there's a lot of that old mindset of, right, so you pay, again, an AW paper, you pay $50 and there's all these matches, so it's like, 
Yeah. I actually get mm. that. You would want to feel like if all you like that AW post with all the wrestlers on, you want to see all of them wrestlers and you want to see them all in matches because that's ultimately what this is all about. Um, I do still understand that. Uh, like it was again, the comparison was uh, uh, like a false equivalency at, the, at this point. Yeah, the, way the products are different. Yeah, I, can one I get it. And like, as I said, like I got grief for liking entrances, Sage. Phil got grief for liking the sunset on Twitter. I said it looked nice, and it was like, you WWE shill. <laughs> I mean, you are, but... I, no, no, I, get, I get it, I get it, I get it. But not Phil. Phil's just... Phil's not, yeah. yeah. Um, Let's leave Phil out of this. I mean, the entrance themes are terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, went, I said the themes are, like, pretty poor, universally, uh, with a few exceptions, but people, like, it was the big... The big one was the 55-minute gap with a great smaller effect in the middle. That was like really hot. Like Cody and Seth getting those reactions. If you're one of them Australian punters who get one show every six years and want to just sing Seth's song for ages and ages and ages, the crowd on Cody's every word. It's like it's a great time, isn't it? The crowd were hot throughout, Mm -hmm. and I didn't notice anyone. And again, it's all bubble stuff, but it's a sample nonetheless. I didn't notice anyone who genuinely gravitates towards WWE because they like it, earnestly say, oh, I've had enough of this. It's way, way too much. I just didn't see it. And maybe mm. it was there, and it's not on my yeah. individually created timeline or whatever, but I didn't see it, so ultimately, who cares? The the people only who I saw complaining about it only pretended to care, and I understand why that was frustrating. And I've fallen into the trap of giving people who don't deserve it oxygen on occasion. So away from the discourse... Everyone just uh, let the Australian Board of Tourism play out. <laughs> Away from the discourse. It did look lovely, didn't it? Not video. I didn't think the show was very good at all, personally. I think it was unacceptably passable for a huge canonical stadium show. It just wasn't that good. It wasn't bad. But I just thought, Jesus Christ, money for now, this, isn't it? It just didn't really do a great deal for me. And I just think... It should be a, a, a standard for a show in a stadium for me. So you're looking funny. That's no, I, I just, I like... I, just wasn't, was there anything seminal on it? Was I thought the booking in the men's chamber was fantastic. The work was good in the women's. Tiffany Stratton, we talked a lot about. A couple of wrestlers had great individual nights. Main event, uh, like, I didn't over-deliver. The only people that were saying it over-delivered were the people that haven't been watching Nijax. For me, again, to your point, I think a lot of people special guest on these shows. And then we're like, hey guys, uh, no, Jack's actually pretty good now. It's like, yeah, I know, because I've been watching for the last few months and have seen the growth and development of a character and a story play out. I like, think she was good at all in that not magic wand I did not here. think she was good at all. She jumped off a frigging moving office chair on the rear Ripley through a table. I don't care, she was rubbish. Awesome. Like, uh, I, no, I did like the car. The tag match threatened to drag, but that was about it. Like and even then it didn't really like they were doing the they doing the thing where they were like it was Tyler Bate doubling up on Pete Dunne's moves to be able to say look with me as your partner you're going to be better than ever so the story there was like the all of Pete Dunne's old singles moves made better it was the closest thing to dragging in terms of the actual matches I thought on the whole show and even then it, I sort of couldn't complain because. Like, it was loud. And I was like, oh, fair play. Like, they've stayed up for this 20-minute tag. Like, they're still into it. You know? Disagree. Um, <laughs> I just I didn't think it was that great. Yeah. Solid and good and passable for the we haven't talked part. about this, have we? The office no, we've not yeah. talked about it. I've been sequestered. <laughs> I've been sequestered. I thought uh, the men's I, chamber surprised me. Like, it's predict- I thought it was pretty dull, the whole thing, to be honest. Really predictable. And <laughs> talked about it yet. <laughs> so what are you f- what you're responding to here? 
haven't even given you my thoughts on it. He said it was, what did he say it was? It was like barely passable or something. I was like, whoa, hold on. It was actively passable, in fact. And you know that if something's passable, I love it. Yeah, I know, I know. So Naomi got geeked, and I know you've made this. Yeah. So you don't have to intervene again. <laughs> Naomi got geeked. Tiffany Stratton's spot was good. Well done on air. Raquel Rodriguez, though. Oh, that I was know, a man. really good last second. Just make sure I get all of you. Yeah. Um, the men's for me was better, the men's chamber match, but was still structurally. It was like watching the Rumble again in a weird way. Like, look it. Now, I thought it was better than the Rumble. Like, this, both chambers said this yesterday. <laughs> both chambers better than the Rumble and better than War Games. Same pay per views, effectively. It wasn't Double just, gimmick, you know, it wasn't just that you get two of the exact same, not the exact same, but very similar matches. I thought the two chamber matches and the way that they were structured were very similar to the Rumble matches, which I'd already seen two hours of, like last month. Of you come in, you get your shine, you do your stuff, you go wild, ah, banana skin. Happened, like, quite a lot throughout the two matches. Um, some really nice, cute details in it, I guess. Got the right winner. The tag was a gentleman's three on Raw, playing out in front of a stadium, which elevates it. Mm. Um, a lot of it was centered around Dominic. Your mileage will vary on that. I think my th- feelings on Dominic Mysterio have been well-established at this point. They... I tell you what, though, you can tell, I watched that, and you can see, right, even though they've been locked in this absolutely ridiculous system for years and years and years, you can tell that Bate and Dunn cut their teeth earlier than most and just had to learn how to get over in front of a new building with Mm. people who might not even be interested in wrestling because Mike Lona's got hits. They played the hits in that match, and it was quite fun and lighthearted and a lot of crowd interactive bits propelled it to something I could actually watch without looking at my phone. I thought Nia Jax individually in that match was not good. And there was that bit as well, like, oh, I haven't seen Rhea Ripley do that move before. And it's like, with good reason, it looked like A's. <laughs> that weird head scissory thing. Head scissors, yeah. yeah, it looked absolutely dire. Um, I I just thought that main event, individual, like the individual performances weren't particularly great. Nia, uh, Rhea Ripley's better than Nia Jax, but there's only so much you can do with Nia Jax. And ultimately, a lot of the Australian fans enjoyed the house show in that main event. That was a house show main event, inexplicably playing out in a stadium. I didn't have that good a time with the show. And you know what? It's all about us, though, is it? WWE's for the children. I was there uh, putting Charlotte to sleep uh, on Friday, and I was just scrolling through Twitter. All like, right, I've already done the story. Mm. I've already done the full day of events, the full program. It's twenty past eight. I, I love people go to sleep, but when, so when I saw those eyes start to close, I was going Twitter, <laughs> and she went, "Who's that? She looks fancy." And it was Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I, I I know this sounds like didn't happen at the Air Awards. And I know the worst thing ever, right, is inventing a child <laughs> to act as a sample or inventing a casual fan to act as a sample for how your favorite wrestling promotion or your least favorite wrestling promotion is um, perceived through their eyes. You ever have wrestling crap when you get in your hair cut? All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That barbers. exact kind of thing. Like a barber <laughs> thinks, uh, well, my barber. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, right, this is a way in. Obviously, I'd like to watch wrestling with the youngins. Yeah. Like, mm. They just haven't really expressed much of an interest in the you either get it or you don't medium. So I'm probably wasting my time. But I was like, well, she's got the biggest match of her career, the biggest fight of her career. I was trying to sell it. The biggest fight of her career tomorrow in front of 
50,000 paper fans. Do you want to watch it? Do you want to watch it with me when we're back from uh, when, uh, the crazy golf? Yeah. After the crazy golf before tea, we're going to watch that. She's like, can we? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she lost interest the next day, so it was a real battle to say. And she kept saying, she kept saying I don't want to. I was like, well, <laughs> well, I don't like your YouTube channels, so we are going uh, to have 15 minutes of this. I'm, I'm genuinely not doing a bit here, even though it ties very conveniently into what I've been saying between... Right, Fast forward to everything, video package. I was losing that before the entrances. Mm. So, oh, yeah, my kids were sort of in the room for a lot of Elimination Chamber, but barely paying attention to anything. They would, like, look up, and if they're, like, just pure happenstance, something that looked flashy enough or interesting enough, they'd stare for a minute. Got the odd questionnaire there. They quite like, like Tiffany Stratton doing the uh, handspring elbows. They just looked up and I, like because she was just going and she was hitting really hard and then it, they'd not even really notice the cage itself and I was like oh so somebody else is going to come out one of them positive like yes it's the elimination chamber catch up kids and they just uh, explain the rules twice yep just uh, for each chamber well that's it yeah uh, just it's the thing isn't it you either get it or you don't and I can just see that increasingly that's with WWE you can either like you can like wrestling but WWE's get it or you don't yeah yeah it's not just for kids now it's adults yeah <laughs> right I had a stare I was worried. That's why I condense it all, strip it all down, reduce it, and that was all right. Never watch it again. I'll never remember it. The actual experience of watching it was that. Ah, uh, Logan Paul's got a marker. That's quite inspired. Good it? it's mm. fact. It was, like, it was very, uh, there's no substance to any of it. The main event was one-dimensional. There was a bit of house show fair in the tag. The almost identically structured Elimination Chamber matches were cute idea on top of cute idea, on top of cute idea. Nothing really I could just get into. Oh, I got, like... I know you liked it, okay, Yeah, I got more out of it on like, my second watch than my first in some respects. Uh, well, tonight, well, last night's Raw, start with a big recap of Elimination Chamber, and then yes. uh, in, the, <laughs> in the ring is Dominic Mysterio, food relentlessly, of course. He introduces Mammy who he calls the greatest women's champion of all time. And Ripley introduces us to Monday Night Mammy. Uh, she said she walked in and out of her home country as the champion. Nia Jax has been, was her biggest threat, and despite from being Dan and that, Mammy's always on top. Out comes Becky Lynch. Congratulates Ripley. She had twice, didn't she? Hmm? It's Mammy's on top. Yeah. yeah. Got to get your catchphrase in. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that here. She said, uh, it was nice to have your family there as well to watch you win. Uh, and now at least they don't have to fly halfway across the world to watch you lose at WrestleMania. And Dominic tries to cut her off and say, nobody talks to Mammy that way. And Becky says, shut your mouth, you little kumquat. Uh, Michael Cole thought this was an absolute stitch. Michael Hamlet didn't. <laughs> it's really awkward. Got cum in it. So. <laughs> Quat, I'd like to what? <laughs> come to what? Come to what? <laughs> you little come to what? <laughs> that would have been a stage. <laughs> It'll come to what? But Mark, what did she just say? Uh, he loves that, doesn't he? He loves like asking obvious well, questions, not knowing what the hell he's talking about. He's a, he's a big fan. And going, what the hell just happened? Uh, anyway, Becky says, if Mammy wouldn't won't put you in your place, the man would. Um, she says, Rhea, you've spent the year on top as the face of the company. You've been fed grapes by Dom. During that time, I was the backbone, the heart, the soul of this company. I became a Grand Slam champion, all while writing a best-selling book. Uh, I can do it all, including beat Rhea bloody Ripley. Uh, Ripley says, got worse Australian accent than me, by the way. <laughs> Ripley don't, tells, tells her not to disrespect her Latino heat again. 
Uh, it's about time Becky Lynch won something to get her close enough to her level. Uh, the man always thinks they're the backbone of everything, but behind every great man is a greater woman. Um, she, I, Mammy's always on top. Uh, Ripley leaves the ring, and then Nia Jax, get in, attacks Becky Lynch from behind. Consecutive leg drop. She's going to hit with the Annihilator, but officials run out to stop her. So I like what happened with Nia Jax and Becky Lynch, as, and then as a result, what happened with Liv Morgan. And I did like the booking from Rumble to Chamber for this character. Otherwise, in Liv Morgan, I don't really care about. But again, it's using other stories to fold other characters mm. in and then tell new ones off the back of it. So I did genuinely like that. I didn't like this segment. Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch is everything, I said this yesterday, is everything WWE are telling you it is. The current biggest star versus realistically the biggest star they've ever had. And it's at WrestleMania for the belt. That's perfect WWE fodder, right? Problem is... Or because we've had the build off the back of one or two little confrontations here and there over the last 18 months mm -hmm. while Rhea's been on the rise and Becky's been waiting for a shot again. We've we've done that. And Sidge has highlighted this a million times. That establishing the premise six weeks out thing and then having no other story attached to it, it's never really acceptable, but there are some feuds that need a bit more of a connection more than others. Need that Triple H thing I love where he says, ah, oh, there's a little thing that I never realized they had in common. Like, let's say these are trained in the same gym once, and it was like, now we're going to talk about that. And I didn't know this was a mm -hmm. thing that, that sort of brought them together. These two really need one of them. And this was just overwritten catchphrase stuff I wanted from now. I've already had, what, like 18 months of thinking, God, I cannot wait for Ray Ripple and Becky Lynch. That is big time stuff. And this was telling me that for the first time. And it's like, no, I've had all my own time to get ready for this. Bring these characters together. Do you think they're holding back on that because they knew the Nia Jax thing was coming, and it's like, well, that's all people are going to be talking about off the... I, I don't... I, you know, we can only review... If we talk about this as well, we can only review what we've just watched and not yeah. what we haven't yeah. seen yet. Yeah. And obviously, they're teeing Nia Jax up as this last obstacle that Becky Lynch has to get over before she can have a clear head going into WrestleMania, which, again, not bad booking. They've, they've set that up themselves with Nia being this one that Becky could never beat. I don't know. I just... Now is the time. Like WrestleMania is only four or five weeks away. Even if you're doing Nia as Jesus, a TV program, start thinking about packing. <laughs> yeah. Like even if you're doing Nia and Becky as a TV program, you should be just as focused on yeah. making it matter yeah, a bit fair. more between these two. Uh, like underwhelming. I've done this myself. Like all the headcanon of the last eighteen months was what was basically said out loud here, and I thought it was a bit of a waste of time. What this was realistically, a bit old school in my appraisal here, which is total content churn. What this was, what you watched play out, was we need some sound bites for the video package. Mm. So let's write a promo exchange around those sound bites. You've got a nickname. What if I did a bit of wordplay mm -hmm. on that nickname? <laughs> so basically, you're going to get this big, like, inevitably great video package that you'll probably watch five f***ing times. Yes throughout whichever night of WrestleMania it's on, right? And it will be a good video package. You'll be sick to the back teeth of it. <laughs> but it will be great on the first viewing, and there'll be this, you know, the uh, splice footage of Nia Jax, and when they're talking about Becky Lynch being the man, like, you'll see her dogging it in NXT, um, and then you'll see an overlap of, like, sort of Rhea Ripley doing on the big stage and blah, 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 blah. And then I say, well, Mammy's always on top. And then, poof, a f like some footage of her beating Nia Jax with a belt up and all that. This was the, the might as well have filmed this in a recording booth. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Not you can hear like, the lines as they're being delivered. It, like even the cadence is like because of the video package that they feed. Like even that. I'm just CM saying, Mammy's always on top, so we get it clean. It's when yeah. CM Punk said, oh, like I'm really good at this. It's pretty easy to get over in WWE if only they would let me," sort of thing. I know when to say the sound bites. I know what's yeah. going in the video package. I know when to deliver it for maximum dramatic effect. It's just how they do things. They might as well have. This didn't feel real to me. Mm. They might as well have recorded this in a recording booth. Jackie caught up with Nia Jax in the back afterwards. Uh, Jax said there's no way Lynch should be going to WrestleMania after she beat her clean and said that uh, Liv's going to get 10 times worse than what you've just seen Becky get. Uh, and then we got Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Zayn hits a moonsault off the barricade before an early break. Uh, we come back. Nakamura's in control. Zayn comes back. Mishinoku, driver for two. Nakamura drops him onto the apron. Another break. We come back. Uh, Zayn fires back with that blue thunderbomb of his for a near fall. Goes for Haluva kick, but Nakamura blocks it with a knee strike and hits a Kinshasa off the middle rope for a nice two count. Another knee strike to the back of Zayn's head whilst they're outside the ring. Zayn barely makes it in uh, before the 10 count, and uh, Nakamura hits him with another big knee. Uh, but Zayn can just flop his foot onto the bottom rope to break up the, the uh, pin. Nakamura goes for it all again. This time, Zayn, though, sidesteps it. Haluva kick to the back of Shinsuke's head. One more Haluva kick. One, two, three. Sami Zayn gets the W. Fantastic production of that second Haluva kick. Like, with the best use of that corner camera, which they've used in tag matches. And it feels a bit weird because I sort of think, oh, I don't want to see a wrestler call a spot. It actually takes me out mm. of the match for a second because I'm thinking, am I going to hear one of them say something here when there's not an action shot that they're using it for? So the close-up was perfect. Like, you felt that connection. Um, this was okay. Uh, I'm, I've got like only slightly more patience and sage for this Nakamura thing where they just have. I've got none. Well, yeah, <laughs> and I've only got slightly more. That's it. Like, he's this. Um, I was saying yesterday, Sage, he's a gatekeeper, but they make up the size of the gate he keeps. So sometimes it's one that you can just like hop over, and then the other times they pretend that all of a sudden it's, it's like the gates of hell. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's Nakamura. I hopped over him last week. So they kind of the the. Like they can't game the system with Nakamura ultimately, but this oh, was just book. this was just one of the better. Uh, like the Booker of the Year can't really figure out Nak the Nakamura conundrum, but uh, ultimately this was one of the better matches of this. I I thought this was probably better than the Cody matches, if I'm honest. Of course really? it was. This like, is this is not bad at all. Yeah. Like the thing about Sami Zayn is like I don't necessarily think he's a better wrestler than Cody, but my God, he's a he's just got this ability and it's magic. And he's got no right to have this ability of the last two minutes in particular, his body language, the urgency, the way he stressed the importance, the way he sort of felt like I need to believe in myself to beat 2024 Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> it's like, how is it not an insult to my intelligence? Yeah. He's just, he's, Sami Zayn is like absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. He almost for the last two minutes of this match, projected an aura onto Shinsuke Nakamura that we know evaporated in 2017. We know it did, but he's just so goddamn great at his craft that he made it feel like he was vanquishing a threat. Yeah. Uh, we got a video recapping New Shinsuke Day. Shinsuke Nakamura was also there. <laughs> we got a video recapping the New Day Imperium feud. We see Xavier and Kofi arriving. Uh, I think Kofi was wearing a Maximum Male Models t-shirt, which yeah, I like. Nice that. Uh, I like it when they get secure enough to just be nice. Yeah. yeah. Help your mates out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they announced DDP, Pat McAfee, Nia Jax, and CM Punk are going on the 2K24 season pass thing, and McAfee notes about doing his moves and what have you on there. Uh, and then it was time for Chelsea Green. 
Um, she comes out and informs us beforehand. She's competing in protest. She would have won the Battle Royal last week um, and gone on to become the most illustrious winner in history. Had P-Head Pierce not added Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, and she won and then flew all that way to Perth to lose, <laughs> just like the Sharks. Local sports team reference. Uh, Rodriguez destroyed her in like 80 seconds, basically. Clothesline, fall away slams, Tejana bomb, one, two, three. It's like really nice, isn't it? The Raquel Rodriguez is okay at the moment yes. after that awful skin flare up thing. Yeah. The match was like, it's just nice that this is happening and she's getting this spotlight and like bravely working through it because those videos are heartbreaking. But oh. the match was this squash of the comedy character. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was there. I did see it, I think. Yep. I, I did see it. I yeah. did see it. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Zen gets interviewed uh, backstage. He said he needed tonight's win. A loss would have been devastating to him and uh, and his road to WrestleMania. Uh, tonight's win reaffirmed his belief that he was a contender. A path is going to come in his way or he's just going to find it. Uh, you get uh, Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci walking past and then you get the face-off between Zane and Gunther. Gunther just laughs in his face and walks off. They're doing a multi-man. That was my concern. Five I was getting from this show. I don't need that. Like, they're, they're getting a multi-man and Gunther is not losing this title in a multi-man. I think I think this is the way to protect him. I think they're going to take the title off him in a multi-man, and then uh, they can say uh, uh, that's the worst. I, I, know, I, agree. I, I want worse. someone to vanquish him, but I think they're, that's what they're going to do. It'd be like he's lost the title, so he's still got the, the no. big number record. Imagine a baby face. I'd, yeah, I would resent Chad Gable somehow if that happens. Damien Priest or something. It's terrible. This is like this is. Oh, la- I was thinking more ladder match rather than multi-man. <laughs> like the, this is potentially very bad broken. This I was. Wanting to believe that it was a mini tournament, but my gut was saying multi-man at WrestleMania. By the end of this Raw. Yeah. Everyone laid out their, their not justifications. Chad Gable did, but everyone else was like, I wouldn't mind to go in that. Mini tournament. <laughs> mini tournament, great. Otherwise, like enormous fumble. Huge fumble. In that play out, hasn't happened yet. No, yeah. Sorry, I, yeah, I am too cynical with this product, and I shouldn't be. But yeah. Thanks, Sidge. You keep me right. No, it's a multi-man. <laughs> it's a huge fumble of Gunther, Jesus Christ. They, 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 they're doing it so they can say he's not lost. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying it so they, he's not been pinned. Yeah, it's bad. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, Kath- are you going to stake your journalistic reputation on that? Because not- you are. You do have a great uh, record. I do. Um, so is this one of the ones that you are? What, what's going on? The most reputable voice in professional wrestling journalism. I need to check with my sources uh, about this one first before I want to really stick my neck on the line. Um, well, how long will it take them to get back to you, do you think? Generally, uh, how long does it take? Uh, about eight days, normally. Um, oh, so a complete days. dickhead. <laughs> a complete and utter fraud. But when they come back, it's always spot on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah around 41 days, I can probably give you an answer. <laughs> um, so hang on, the first answer was obviously just under... Oh, just, sorry, yeah, just under... Um, uh, Nine days! Yeah, correct. Kathy Kelly interviews Cody Rhodes in the back. Uh, she asks if challenging The Rock is a smart strategy this close to Mania. And Rose says, it's not about strategy, it's simple. The Rock slapped me across my face, so I challenged him to a match, and I'm looking forward to his rebuttal on SmackDown. Kelly asks about Grayson Waller, who he's fighting in the main event, uh, and Rose says, I like Waller. You should like me. On my first appearance on his show, I brought back Jey Uso, and then I gave him the exclusive announcement about my challenge to The Rock. Not a bad thread. Hmm. 
And he's nice going to find out in the main event tonight, basically. All right, nice little moment. Uh, Cody was great on this show. This promo was good. It's his gender reveal thing as well. Yeah, that was I lovely. feel like there's a thing every week now that he does with the live crowd that, again, is just more like fuel on the baby face fire for when he wins a belt. Like he's on the Lex Express if it actually ran. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It's if it actually worked. That's why Cody's on the Express way to superstardom. And yet, more people felt certain Lex was actually going to win the belt. Yeah, no. Cody right now with yeah. all this anxiety. Um, I... The stuff with The Rock is particularly great because this was the first time we saw that video where he's in his gear in that little uh, coming this week on SmackDown. What, The Rock in his trunks? I think I'll be coming on SmackDown with The Rock's in his trunks already. But this I mean, Rock, me too. So. Yeah, this Rock Cody match when we know it's going to be the tag. We think it's going to be the tag. I told you what I, my theory is on the news. They're gonna, he'll say, I'll have a match with you on SmackDown in like three weeks. He's working the next like three SmackDowns The Rock. Because so he's, he's working, effectively yeah. Effectively a full-timer. And then obviously they go, ah, not really. We're all, we're going to kick the crap out of you, and then you can have Seth make the save, and then aha, tag match. Spate and switch of the rocks, pretty risky, isn't it? Is this? I don't know. Cody's seen the singles match quite a bit. They eat all the slop, so they're going to get the singles. They like, like the slop. They're going to get the singles match. Presumably. Hollow out some bread, put some cheese slices, get some fed slop in the middle, and oh you're God. you're eating. First condiment I ever would enjoy. That counts as a meal. Fed slop. You've been enjoying it for <laughs> thirty six years. God, I miss the Tesco deli counter, you know. That's what I want for my lunch today. Oh, I, I can't get it. To break that news to you, and that was heartbreaking. Is it not there anymore? I, was gone. I remember I took that photo and just said, bad news, mate. Yep. It's gone. I had like a countdown. No oven fresh available in big Tesco's. Oh. That was mind-blowing when you told me that. I could just go You make like say, Shawn Michaels and start cooking. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you could do. I made a dumpling soup last night. Nice. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't believe it. You know how, like... All frozen food, unless it's obviously fresh stuff you've put into the freezer for a later date. All, like, frozen products are a really convenient uh, substitute for something that's actually good. Like, a frozen burger, uh, no. Frozen pizza, I will... <laughs> Everything comes back to WWE and AEW with me. And you. I, I so I'm just thinking, like, yes, tick, tick, more tick. Bessies? No, no, Even no. I draw the line there. you got to make your own. Yeah. you got to make your just, own. Like, I can't make good ones, but I would still give it a bash rather than those frozen little discs. Those pathetic little crispy discs. There's probably... I, I will eat a frozen pizza on occasion. Mm. Yeah. Because and the reason being is that my I don't have an oven hot enough to do like an actual homemade pizza justice. So if I've got the urge, it's kind of like, you know, you might as well. Mm. What I'm broadly getting at, and I know this is not about WWE, I don't care, but maybe it is. Maybe it is, In a philosophical yeah. way, is that... It's about cooking, so... There's not one food that is made frozen that you get from the frozen counter, uh, freezer yeah. in a supermarket that's anywhere close to the original that it's emulating. Birds like potato waffles? Un... Till nah, no, they are born frozen. It's like a croquette and a waffle, or like a Finders crispy pancake. Shut up. Something like a croquette or a waffle mm, is yeah. like something. Even even a hash brown. Yeah, that's a different tier. That's like f yeah, stuff that you would just get frozen to yeah. begin with, or factory made stuff, right? Turkey dinosaur. You could make a better turkey dinosaur at home. Until now, oh yeah, here we go. Because we're not even getting paid by this company. I have no knowledge of this company. Oh, yeah. This company might have been uh, involved in cer certain standards. I took this picture to send to Murray because he's got good taste. I'm like, right. Where is it? Where, is it? Where, am I? Where am I? Where are my nerds? Where are my nerds? 
Talk us through the right. picture roll. Oh. oh. Right. Ajinomoto vegetable and chicken gyoza in the bag. Sorry, Before what, what, you... What is it? It's a dumpling. Right, sorry. Right. A gyoza. Yeah. I'd never heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, it gyoza in your mouth, but, you know, it starts off there. Eventually, what? It gyoza in your mouth. Um, but it's still gyoza. <laughs> oh, my God. It's frozen. A frozen gyoza product. No, got it from a Costco. All right. Which is regrettable because yeah. it's like, you have to, it's like a... You can't nip down to a Costco, can you? You've got to make a trip of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to make a trip of it. You can't go to Costco after work sort of thing. So that was really frustrating. <laughs> the next time they go to Costco, I'm saying, all right, we've got to clear some yeah. freezer space. I need two of these. You're not meant to... You're, have you ever smelled a frozen pizza? When it's frozen, no. Exactly. <laughs> this frozen gyoza, I open this bag, I'm like, oh, oh my God. So i got a feeling this is going to be incredible. Like... I've had dumplings all across the world, from England to Scotland. There's a really, there's a really, there's a really good Chinese place called Chop Chop in Edinburgh. I mourn it Evan daily. I mourn it daily. Basically, I've had my fair share of like freshly made yeah. good. I've never had a frozen product emulate the real thing in quite such a way as this dumpling. Wow. I couldn't believe the smell, the scent coming from the bag. And then I just fried it off for five minutes. I'm like, oh my, this is unbelievable. Magic. I'm into it. And it's like a food rack that you give me that I might actually be able to make because it's frozen. Yeah. I, I couldn't follow like the most basic of instructions. That's the that thing, that's the thing, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a similar thing with like pizza where I simply don't have the tools, a hot enough oven to mm. do it justice. I could, if I wanted to, make dumplings. But my God, what a faff anymore. it seems like. Yeah. You have to be quite... Do you make I, your own pasta? Nah, yeah. uh, another faff. It's faf. not worth it, is it? Another faff. Don't buy a dog and bark yourself. <laughs> I'm not very good <laughs> with, like, faffy things. Uh-huh. Like, I could make an elaborate cake, like the decorations. Yeah. Or, like, you know, like a dumpling, which we're talking about. For <laughs> example, <laughs> you know, more fitting. Because I'm just, I'm not, I'm a bit clumsy. <laughs> It's a faff. Yeah. I, I'm not delicate enough. Uh-huh. So, oh, well. it's a recommendation. Oh, right there. Wait, who's, who makes it again? Sorry. Sorry, I realised. I'm probably going to butcher the uh, enunciation here, but it's uh, Ashinomoto, number one in Japan, and it's number one in my heart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, Iberium come out next. Yep. Gunther says, Jey Uso almost had him beat last week. He felt the uh, IC title slipping away from him for the first time. Yes, he got lucky. Nobody's perfect, but he is very, very close in his own words. He's been working hard for more than 600 days to make the Intercontinental title the most prestigious in WWE, and he wondered who his opponent would be at Mania. Um, he saw what people had been saying. He mentioned Sami Zayn, Chad Gable, The Miz, our truth uh, But here comes, uh, well, it was actually, it was no, no Rhea Ripley. Well, she wasn't there. It was um, Damien Priest. It was Finn Balor. It was Dominic Mysterio. And it was J.D. McDonough, of course, collectively. They're in the f***ing Judgment Day. Yeah. On the other end. <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, last month, but I was too fat for it. Not anymore. <laughs> you lost some weight. I've lost some goddamn weight. Excellent. You have to fit into my Judgment Day. Because for a while, it was Dr. Wellfed, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Now I can say the chill, and this is why I've been campaigning for them not to kill this f-ing storyline for a month. <laughs> Let's see it. Good Full it. deal. Full gimmick. How oh, much true. did it cost? Uh, it was actually part of a discounted one because I was buying the new Punker shirt. So, like, I got like a 20% it, off Like to show it wet in support of uh, who? What? CM Punk. All right, if he ever comes back. <laughs> he will. Right, How so much did it cost? Uh, it was like 45 for the two of them. That's not bad. That's pretty decent. That's not bad at all. Uh, like yeah. Show, show love and show support. Indeed. I was going to say something then, but I uh, forgot what and it I was. And I sort of willed it into existence as well, so I felt obliged to buy it. Yeah, you did, yeah. Early on, I was like, they need to stick an R-Truth, Kevin Owens-type tape on the bottom of this. So I don't know. Have you told the story on the podcast yet? Which one? Oh, my God. Friday. We're all like... Not skiving or anything like that, no, but no, we're no. winding down for the weekend. We've done we're a lot of tasks and we've done some really good work and all the rest of it. Decision. And it's on Friday, and I think I go for a piss, come back into the office, see Michael Hamflip at his desk, right, on his Not phone. Go. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so Hamflip. Oh, I know what this is. So Hamflip sat there. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> I would describe the laughter as almost uncontrollable. There's some tears, yeah. He's, he's pretty, he, might, he might even be cry laughing here. He's going, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, get in. There's a popper. What a... Has someone done a, something like, has someone done a brutal cut down on Twitter? Is there something that's like really cutting? Is there something on Instagram that's like just nails an observation on a reel or whatever? And I go around to visit Hamlet at his Better. desk. Oh, it is. And see all truth's face. I knew it. And he goes, Hey, I'm in Austria. Where's everyone at? Because you see, you see, it's that Australia, which is where Elimination Chamber emanated from. Yeah. Doesn't sound at all like Austria, but there's some of the letters are the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it sounds a bit like it. Our truth got the wrong plane. It's this delivery of where's everybody at? And then the Australia put kangaroos on the video and he uploaded it. I was like, that's two reasons it's funny. 
he was he really was like, earnestly got me. He was right, crying, yeah. laughing in the office. I was, was like, my God, is he ever going to come oh, back from this? Arthur's got me right there for the first time, probably in what twenty years. He's been at it. Like, he got the biggest pop of all. Like Gunther's listing off these potential people. Yeah, he like, got bigger pop. Yeah, Chad Gable was quite good. Sami Zayn was quite good. Our truth in an IC title. We only wanted for the tags. Like people just couldn't believe. Can he do double duty? I mean, Rome's going to do it. So. so yeah, that's the law of the WrestleMania with the zero at the end, isn't it? Like legends working twice. Brett, our truth. <laughs> that was just funny. That was funny. I don't well, there's another our truth. <laughs> say tell me, bro. I know what you're doing. Don't worry. There's another our truth segment coming in a bit. Um, <laughs> just the one though, because Miz was trapped in a cupboard. That's even funnier to you, that isn't was, it? That was good. You ever been stuck anywhere? Uh, yes. In, in the studio on Tuesday mornings. I have, but it's, I'm not telling that story on the podcast, but I'll tell you after. It's, um, it's very embarrassing. Okay. Remind me as well, I've got to do the uh, Wrestle Culture Australian wrestlers quiz between the Dadleys. Always fun oh. that. Uh, Should we do like a quiz on a different podcast for the test of knowledge at some point? Just, yeah. float, just uh, floating ideas. People might be into that. Let us know on X at WhatCultureWWE or if you're on YouTube in the comments below. Uh, Damien Priest said they don't sweat Gunther. He's got an impressive run, but it's still second to the Judgment Days. Uh, they ran the table at Elimination Chamber. They plan on doing the same at Mania, but they want to add gold, uh, and that included the IC title. And uh, Gunther's like, all right, who's going to challenge me then? Finn Balor, the one with the big head. <laughs> and Dominic Mysterio steps up, and Gunther's like, are you taking the piss? Uh, and Dom says, that title towards and Gunther's like get out of the way and Damon Priest like touch him and he has to be <laughs> held back uh, what do you make of all this Dominic Mysterio going to challenge Gunther for the title great if he is because that would be funny and he lose but I just again it's my they had the interaction in the rumble didn't they those uh-huh. two yeah um, Damien Priest like Gunther suggesting that he can cash in remind you that Austin Theory did that on the US title so it's like oh yeah that could be an option I just didn't like the potential booking of the Intercontinental title on the show at all I, I wanted to think, oh, mini tournament or something. But then even then, you've in Gable and Zayn, you've created a situation where you kind of have to you force fans into favouring one or the other. And WWE are going to lean more on Sami Zayn than Chad Gable, mm. probably. I just thought these, this is an unfavourable set of circumstances from a situation that you'd made for yourself. It seemed like... They just don't want them to lose the belt. I, I just, it's I'd, becoming very, very clear. Yeah, the I mean, m- if the original man, though, thing ugh, is right... Like, if the original plan, I've said this for even before the events of Raw last night, if the original plan, which obviously isn't going to happen, was for Gunther versus Brock Lesnar, I just, I don't think there's a hope in hell of anyone defeating Gunther for that title at WrestleMania. I yeah. just don't think they see any incentive in it just because, what well, it's WrestleMania. They're already probably going to switch the biggest and the other big, massive, the more yeah. important long reign. I think they'll save this for a rainy day. I said, even when, I was, enough. when it looked like it could be Gable alone, I was like, well, he's not winning. Mm. Yeah, it, it, Gunther losing the title was never the thing particularly I wanted. I just thought, what a, what a fabulous opportunity for a singles match that would look like a Gunther versus a Chad Gable or a Gunther versus Sami Zayn to take place on a WWE show where there's only really special occasions you can do it. And I just feel like they're going to they're gonna blow that a little bit. Gunther even fitting into a multi-man, I don't even like the look of it in my head, really. We'll Why would you have suppose. your best in-ring guy, realistically? Your best pure yeah. in-ring guy. And I'm not saying he's not bad at sports entertainment because the big headline was really funny. <laughs> um, like, 
it's criminal not to have him in a singles match. Yeah, at WrestleMania. The triple threat you could absolutely get away with. Might, you they were, might lean on that and say, "Well, you were folding together like epic singles matches to get away with." It. it was awesome, but the whole point was he's had these bangers with Sheamus. Like he's had a pretty good match with Drew, and they all hit really hard. It's effectively two singles matches that have just been squashed together. It's like an ECW old-fashioned like three-way dance. You could have put an elimination in the middle of that, and it would have worked just as well. Mm. This here, like, it's starting to look like a... Maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll do elimination. Maybe. Oh, yeah. It's just starting to look more like a mid-2010s five-way ladder match yeah. sort of thing yeah. than something that's serious. Good. Well, yeah, serious and good. This is, Again, this is why... You can do a five-way ladder match any old time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ripley bumps into him after a break and goes, what the f- challenging Gunther? Uh, and uh, Ripley storms off. Bala says, you probably... Best to go and smooth things out with her. Dom goes to do that and almost walks straight into Andrade. Dom's so bloody clueless. He's like, good seeing you, mate. Maybe I'll see you around. And Andrade's like, yeah, about that. I'm just going to see Postman Pierce about my first opponent. Maybe I'll see you soon. So he's going to batter Dom. And people were sharing on Twitter, obviously, the fact that Dom previously was cracking onto Charlotte Flair or at least saying, oh, I'm the best, you know. I uh, That's like good fortune over anything else when that segment aired. Um, I don't, I don't want to be cruel about this Andrade thing because I don't think I've had much nice to say about it since the Rumble. But he does feel already like he's just been normalised. From the moment he came out in the Rumble, really, where he was booked within that match, you were told to get excited about, oh, he's back. And then and he settles to a quite bland match and he doesn't really, he doesn't have any memorable spots in it or anything like that. It's a long time to wait without him wrestling. And he's already feeling a bit like that all talk guy again. That was the exact problem when he debuted in AEW. Like here he was out in a suit with not much to say and nobody that exciting to fight. It's people were putting the screenshot this Triple morning. Triple H rubbish. Nah, he's the goat. But like I was, I was <laughs> his Booker of the Year after Raw this morning. I was on X and it was honestly one of the things. You know when you just go to the Raw hashtag. Mm-hmm. One of the things I was seeing the most was people getting excited about the like the Andrade Dominic thing. Just seeing Andrade ready for his first match. And I'm just not feeling it. And there's loads I feel about this product, and especially, like I said at the start, this time of year, it's WrestleMania, so you head into it. Oh, you caveat everything, but it's still great. <laughs> this is still good. And this is the thing, it is. But, like, I, it, I used to have to say that when NXT went... <laughs> I hate you was, so much. When, when, like, NXT was just going to complete shit, it was like, is it still good? But I know this is, because I think he's finished after WrestleMania. I think all of his programs will peak, and then we'll be on the decline. But... Andrade already feels like he's been there six months. What's well, bloody faith, this one? Oh, it's going to get rubbish after Mania. Oh, after the greatest WrestleMania of all time. I do apologize. Should have. I do apologize. <laughs> That's <laughs> gets even better, Hamfleet. Yes. They're going to free Gunther up. Then it's going to be Cody and Gunther, potentially. He might be right. I hope you're right. Free Gunther out. up. Whenever, whenever I let you down, mate, come on. Thing is, coming back. Yeah, that if you look at, like, I'm trying to have a conversation. Sorry. If you look at... Everyone Triple H has brought back. Or he's better at debuting from NXT to an extent. Mm-hmm. So many more misses than hits in terms of yeah. a new character or a returning character on WWE television under Triple H's creative. So many more misses than hits. Karrion Cross miss. Cameron Grimes, where's he? I have no idea. I don't Naomi's know. Naomi's feeling like a miss. Naomi's. It feels yeah. like they brought Andrade and Naomi in. They have no idea what to do with them yeah. at WrestleMania. And they only just brought them back in January. I, th- I thought it was only Tony Khan who did that. Needs to listen to HBK more. Yeah. That's how you make stars, baby. Um, right. Ron and Tiffany have done well. Oh, my God. That's what I'm Ron saying. Debut. 
Yeah, they did all right. Like Dragon Lee's, it's all right. It's not good enough. He's amazing, but you yeah. never get to see how amazing he is. And Andrade doesn't have the intangibles to be a headliner or a top star. I've seen him for years in the US. Mm. Never seen it in the US. He's a banger merchant, and that's fine. They very rarely let you do bangers in WWE. If they did, Dragon Lee would be like more over than he is. And the banger bar has been raised. Yes, exactly. A bit higher exactly. than his exactly. rate of bangers exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is a problem from an AW as well. <laughs> Andrade versus Dominic. I know. That sucks. Yeah. Doesn't get the best out of him. Yeah, I, this, it, I, this felt uh, quite I think it might be over. I think I speak for everyone when I say that WWE is finished. Disagree. Uh, street fight time. <laughs> Imperium uh, versus New Day. Uh, I like this. Yeah, they yeah, came out great. wearing the San Jose Sharks jerseys. Of course, the New Day did. Um, dives take us to an early break from the New Day. Uh, Dives it over break? Mm-hmm. Uh, they finally catch the best ever Kenny Omega Michael Coleism ever on this one. I was speaking to Imperium in the back earlier on. They were talking about their 2K24 rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they, Michael? You and Imperium. Just chatting about the new game. What's your favourite move in the game? Ludwig Kaiser. I mean, well, Michael Cole. There was a shot of uh, Pat McAfee chatting to Gunther, so maybe they were all at a loose end. And he's like, uh, would you make a 2K? What's your ranking? What's yours? Footballers do this, you know. What, yeah, like, the, the FIFA, the FIFA rankings. Footballers are obsessed with their own FIFA rankings. So, honestly... Have you ever seen the Daniel Sturridge one? In defence of WWE... It's funny visual, isn't it? Michael Cole catching up with Ludwig Footballers Kaiser. are honestly obsessed. They get... They cannot, they, it's such a slight on their ego if they're like, I'm faster than that. Yeah. Remind me to show you the Daniel Storage Raheem Sterling one after this because it's the Oh, I bet like in the dressing room with your, like, your peers yeah, as well. Yeah, that yeah, must, yeah. Because yeah. I've seen one with Dan Byrne and it's like every single year, it's like, I know I'm not that fast. <laughs> I yes. know I'm not that fast, but I'm not, I'm not as slow as people say <laughs> I am. imagine in the past where like there's like loads of like all-time great players being like, I'm a bit disappointed with those Pro Evo rankings, and Adriano's like, seem pretty good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Can't see a problem. Accurate. <laughs> Paul's like third or fourth best person on the game. Yeah. No lies detected. <laughs> well, look at in fiction his win loss record, how quickly he became a champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, if it was all a work, Logan Paul would be. Be way up there, yeah. Yeah, of course he would be. Um, champion. So uh, Kaiser, after we come back from a break, Kaiser teases grabbing a table and then realises the crowd would be really into that. So he chucks it away, grabs a chair, and they drop it into drop kick it into Woods' face. Um, Kingston comes back, though. Hits both of Imperium with a high cross. Body slams Kaiser onto Vinci. Uh, Kingston goes to get a table, but Imperium getting back in the ring with a du- double suplex. Uh, drops Kaiser with a knee strike, does Kofi, but Vinci hits him with a clothesline. Um, and then Woods just gets battered by Vinci with a kendo stick to take us to another break. Uh, when we come back, I always love this spot when they lob one of those leather chairs. I think it was Kingston yeah. uh, into Kaiser's face, sends Vinci into the steel steps, uh, and they nail Kaiser with the kendo sticks to the new day. Woods does the whole get the tables thing. Um, Kingston puts Vinci on a table, and Woods hits a preposterous elbow drop off the top uh, to the outside, which gets a great pop, obviously. Um, he's got him, they're getting back in the ring. He's got him beat, but Kaiser pulls the referee out at two. Um, Kingston hits a suicide dive. 
Vinci, who's bloody on his back as a result of everything, shoved Kingston off the top, though, through the, a table that had been set up on the other side of the, yes, hey. yes, of yes, the ring. Um, I think they hit Woods with a baking sheet at this yeah. point. Um, and then Kaiser sends him into a steel chair that's been wedged in the corner and uh, grabs a roll-up with the tights. One, two, three, Imperium win the street fight. I sometimes resent my own exhaustion with plunder matches because it's not fair on the wrestlers who take extra risks than they normally take. With weapons. Luckily for you, though, this one happened in WWE, so it was good. Big plus. Big positive. Atmosphere was just better, hotter. Fans didn't feel like they'd seen it all before. No, not that. It's I really don't know what the... Awesome. Across <laughs> AEW and WWE, I don't know what the rule is. There's just some I like and some I don't. And that, it, it honestly isn't... He liked... Oh, I'm doing a bit, like, man. He loved uh, Cassidy versus Taven. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, did you? In spite of myself and, you know, like... Limited expectations of Matt Taven, I really did. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's an energy, I think, mm. which is, I suppose, the hardest thing to summon because you can't fake it. The crowd are either going to be into it. The vibe's going to be they're right. In, they're in the tables. There's a tables, are the, yeah, the cheat code. Um, but this match in particular, I'm not saying it had no right, but they've done brawls in the crowd to set it up, and they've done just hoying weapons at each other already to get to the point where they're just going to hoy more weapons at each other. And yet it felt quite authentic and it felt quite real. I don't know if the New Day and now they've got that extra sort of veteran thing where they've been around so long, but you still love them. You're not bored of them. You just sort of, ah, oh, I'm glad they're around. I'm just so glad they're happy. Yeah, uh, exactly that. I don't know if that contributed to the, the energy of this or whatever. It was the right result as well to put Imperium over. Um, but I, I really like this like New Day character shift as well. I like watching them in these matches with the intensity. It was a problem... What culture clickbait title? The problem that nobody wants to talk about with a new day is that them not taking anything seriously was really damaging to mm. telling any stories. Look what happened in 2019 when Kofi took something seriously. Like Kofi Mania was a really lovely thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, their stories just had no legs because it was like, oh, well, it's fine. We'll just hide the pancakes out and everything's grand. This is them caring and it feels like a new version of an old trick. Yeah. It was great. Genuinely, where in tune on this one because it was the energy mm. that was different. I don't think they had a right, really. I mean, if you're going to set up a table, people are going to be invested. If yeah. you're going to put people through tables, people are going to pop. Like, they chant, we want tables, wrestling crowds, when they have much like cooler, sicker, more violent weapons. It's just a cheat code. Mm. But they didn't have the right to be, to go as hard as they did here. And that was the difference. It's like, right, okay, it's WWE plunder match. Can we use like the really cool, sick weapons you get over there on AW, mm. like explosions and yeah. like just class stuff like that? It's like, no, it's the Fed. Come on, be realistically, be realistic. There's nothing really cool we can do here. It's like, right, okay. So we're stuck with tables and kendo sticks. Is it for the most part? Yeah, that's just how we do. Right, okay. What if to elevate these very, very familiar weapons that everyone has seen, even Dr. Fed has developed an immunity yes. to weapons? Yep. That's fair. Okay. Why don't we, here's an idea, I'm just spitballing here, uh, splatter through them face first. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah. It's ruled. This <laughs> is really, really good. This is absolutely demented. They, it's working hard, and then there's like, we kind of know that to stand out here, we might just have to go face first through these tables. <laughs> and they did. I loved them for it. Yeah. Awesome. It wasn't awesome, but it was really good, really fun. Like in Gorilla, the four of them were just there with Triple H. And like, just one. Hasn't been done for ages. We'll pay the fine. Please, can we do just a really hard chair shot to the head or face? And Triple H's like, no, no, we don't do that anymore. Meanwhile, Cody Giff. <laughs> like really? Is that so? I'm going to kill a guy tonight. It's fine. Like, right, you can't 
the rule, and like doctors have confirmed this with CTE, the rule is... Proper doctors. You cannot violently swing a, we- a chair mm-hmm. onto someone's head. Too dangerous. What you can do, and I've seen this in WWE matches before, is you can suspend, you can wedge a chair in the right angle of the, ter- of the two sets of ropes mm-hmm. between the top and middle turnbuckle. Yeah. Boom, in <laughs> you go. What's the difference? There isn't one. <laughs> or like, do you think, like Cody said, the guy, you know how you make yourself famous now in Twitter, everything's gift, kid. I'm going to launch this, but keep your hands down. Like, th- we won't get a drug. It's like when Brett used to hide his blade jobs. Like, yeah, yeah, look authentic. It's like, look, if you didn't put your hands up, that, that technically were like circumnavigating the rules here, but people will share this. You were going to get some fame off getting blasted. He did want to back uh, chair shots, didn't he? He did. It was him, wasn't it? Yeah. And we're not suggesting. <laughs> he paid the price for it. We're not earnestly suggesting. All of his own blood. We're not Edge earnestly one. suggesting. That was a gimmick one, wasn't it? I. You told me they shaved it down. I had a bit of a rant about collision on this because there was like a chair shot in the opener, which ruled, by the way. Is this Hobbs and Guevara? Yeah, yeah Maurice said to watch this. Yeah, yeah it was bad. Because uh, <laughs> the initials alone, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but I, was, I said at the time, there's big furore about the one chair shot. Yeah. And it's like, the more you do it, then it becomes an issue. And that was the problem all the way back then. Don't like for the optics lose your mind over one chair shot it's when it insidiously creeps in that's when you'll have lost your appetite for the discourse and your pearls did it to Kenny in that beatdown aye ridiculous did that even really happen like no it's been they're still not doing it enough I mean I'm not a doctor I'm probably talking utter bollocks but for me married to one so yes but for me for me yeah I did support her a lot for me (laughs) Now is the time when it's getting insidiously normalized because they do it in blood and guts all the time. Yeah. They started doing it in rando, like, no DQ matches on the B show. All those people who complained back in Fighter Fest, now's the time. Mm. Now's the time to make a salient point. At least, like, Sammy Guevara's got a relatively, like, safe history with chair shots. I thought you were going to say an empty head. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Hardy does after taking that chair. Remember that? When he launched it, I want that Jesus Christ. Um, just quickly, whilst we're speaking about the new day, if you're a fan of theirs, maybe worth checking out Ups and Downs today with Simon Miller. Ooh. Mm. Um, and if you're a fan of theirs, this might be an interview with one of their members. Indeed, yeah. Chatted with Big E uh, last week. Nicest man in wrestling. Um, you can listen to it right now, What Culture Wrestling uh, Podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, or you can check the video on our YouTube channel, of course. Um, right, Postman Pierce is in the back, chatting to Bronson Reed. Congratulations on his new baby. And uh, Chad Gable walks in. And says he wants to be Gunther's opponent, basically. Uh, he comes to him as a father. Gunther made his daughter cry. He laughed her misery. Called him a terrible father, and he needs to make this right. His reasons are honest. Uh, to anyone else, this match would be about a championship, but to Gable, it just means more. Great if it was just this. That's <laughs> the thing, isn't it? Like, all individually, didn't have to, a problem with any of the challenges, really, but keep going back to it. I don't like what I think we're getting shown here. <laughs> Uh, Shania Baszler and Zoe Stark aren't happy that um, Candice and Indy got the title shot just because Indy Hartwell's from Australia uh, and they tell the tag champs to watch out because we'll show you what we're about to do um, and they'll do the same and finally become champions and we got Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark versus Candice Ray and Indy Hartwell um, Candice got dropped Starks worked on the arm uh, Larray managed to hit a code breaker in desperation gets out of there brings in Indy who gets a brief bit of offense in but Baszler makes a blind tag and chokes her out with the Kirifuda clutch not that Shayna and Zoe are heels 
particularly, but what a couple of loser baby faces. Like, oh, you're complete only, losers. You only got the shot because Bad match. in this Australia, which, the match they lost, by the way, on the kickoff, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you were proven completely right. They did because they have shown like that they haven't deserved it here by getting beaten KFA, but the match being quite poor as well. Like, I don't know where you go with Candice Lorraine, Indy Hartwell. I, I don't know where you go with them. Well, well, first of all, this match is bad. Uh, they're losers. Yeah. Complete nut of losers. Um, but phew, heartbreak alert. I was uh, scrolling through YouTube on the way in today. And I saw a network exclusive or Peacock exclusive or mm-hmm. digital exclusive. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were filmed backstage and they were saying that they need to get on the same page. Uh-oh. So I think we're going to get Indy Hartwell versus Candice LeRae at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? The way it explodes. No one knows. Bit. No one knows who the f*** you know I are. <laughs> I can f***ing explode. I can nothing f***ing explode. <laughs> nothing divided by nothing is nothing. It's a no match. <laughs> it's maths. Uh, we go to... <laughs> behind me, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we go to... The next day, wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> yeah, later on today, we've got the preview coming. We go to uh, the Judgment Day's clubhouse. Um, our truths in there, and he's approached by uh, the Miz, who's got out of his cupboard. Um, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and the Cerebral Assassin, Triple H. Um, he reminisces about the Judgment Day's good old days. Uh, they say, look, Truth, you're always cheering us up, so why don't we cheer you up and we get some revenge on the Judgment Day? And Champa says, speaking of revenge, I've got a plan. Are you ready? Truth's like, huh? I said, are you ready? And Truth's like, ah, I see, you're trying to regenerate something, right? Regeneration X. And Miz goes, correct him, and just goes, oh, yeah, whatever, it's awesome. Uh, and they all leave, but not before Truth gets his TV back. Uh, Re-X. It's great. Um, I sensed that there was going to be more on this show. Like, Champa's plan, we now have to wait seven days for, and I'm pretty sure, if you look at what the Miz was wearing in this, Pretty sure it's because it just got out of that cupboard. It's like, well, we're going to have to film this one thing and leave it for next week. Yeah. Like, it turns up and, like, they're all in their T-shirts and the gear and that, like, Miz is in a full suit. And yeah. it's what he's wearing in that video. I think they've just busted him out. Right, go and do one pre-tape. <laughs> we'll have to do Champa's grand plan next week. Regeneration X. Yes. I don't have any thoughts on this. I'm getting really hungry. Uh, well, we're just at the start. Like a wrestler. Starving. The third hour, I believe. Um... Drew McIntyre comes out, he's slapping hands, he's loving life. He gets in the ring and says, guys, we did it. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to thank everyone who put their hands together and prayed for this. It's happened because of you. It's me versus Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for the world title. But uh, McIntyre says, look, guys, I'm not feeling good. I feel like crap. I was in the chamber first. Uh, I was banged up, feel jet lagged. I also got my eardrum busted in the match, and afterwards the doc told me I may have to miss Mania. And I said, who do you think I am, CM Punk? Nothing's going to stop me missing Mania. I see you coming a mile off, and it was still a popper, wasn't it? Like, great, this. McIntyre, with his Drew kit. shouldn't have been first in that match. What, like going end-to-end? Just Triple H's easiest way to like, try okay, and get Yeah, I get where you come from. Things happening for a long time is impressive, is it? <laughs> he, he I'll be just, reliably informed that five minutes is enough. He took advantage, though, didn't he? What? He just, like, drew all of his victories were just taking advantage of other yeah. people's work. Like, yes, his, I get it. But you could, you could accomplish that by, like, the whole, his whole point is he's been denied at every opportunity he's yeah. a workhorse. He came in last, did it. I, and reframed that as this big triumph. Yeah. 
I thought they were trying to say like if he could, so he could say I went end to end in the chamber to get this done and didn't really do anything. I, again, yeah, I get it. Know? I get it. Maybe I'm being too pedantic. Uh, so McIntyre sits cross-legged in the ring uh, and says, "Look, Punk, I know it hurts you to miss Mania. Probably killed you to see me in the world title match." But I uh, wanted to do something for you. I know you're straight edge and don't drink. So I drank twice as much on my way home for both of us, which works because he's a heel, of course. Um, calls out Rollins. Rollins comes out. Uh, sorry, calls out Rollins. Rollins comes out. Sick naked! Sing a song. There's a lot of people I did notice that listen to our podcast that don't maybe watch WWE every week that were complaining that they got the music wrong mm. at Elimination Chamber. Didn't play that when he came out. Yeah. Really Smaller effect. Uh, Rollins said McIntyre well, finally got fired for that blunder. <laughs> finally has the opportunity to win the title in front of a capacity crowd at WrestleMania. Uh, but Rollins said he was going to stand in his way. McIntyre says, Rollins, you're right. Uh, you're all, you're on my mate in my way. You're a hard man to beat, as I am. Um, that's why I'm wondering why you're getting involved in the Cody bloodline stuff. I want you 100%. Stop going to SmackDown to fight that battle. Uh, look, if I was champion here, I wouldn't, couldn't have cared less what was going on SmackDown. I'd let it burn. I wouldn't pee on it if it was on fire or whatever. Um, he says, look, don't push the bloodline. We all know what's going to happen. We're going to be having a great match at Mania. Bloodline are going to interfere, and they're going to bloody tarnish my victory. Back off. Uh, and he says, Seth says, respectfully, some risks are worth taking. Um, I thought about everything you said. My knee might not be 100%. My back might give out. Um, and the bloodline, yes, could make it an easy night for McIntyre. Maybe you're right, but maybe you're wrong. Risks are worth taking. I've been selfish in my career and in my life. I thought the goal at the end of the road would fill, fill this void. Uh, but every time I got there, I felt empty inside. It wasn't until I had a daughter, he said, that I realized not everything is about me. The world title is bigger than me and you. Uh, and so is taking down the bloodline. It doesn't matter if me or you are the champion because if we don't take down the bloodline, eventually it'll just be a matter of time before they go after the world title as well. Uh, we can secure the future of this industry if we uh, rip apart the bloodline. Um, then it'd just be me against you at WrestleMania. Some risks are worth taking, says Seth. Hamlet's going to put the sword to the hilt, so I'll let him do it with the bad news, good news thing, and everyone will have a happy memory of the seven. I am so bored and angry about this taking down the bloodline stuff. Put the fucking Roman Reigns character in a fucking cage match and make a cage match an actual cage match. There are benevolent or fair, impartial authority figures. Triple H was like, oh, what are we going to do? That's great. Second title for this idiot. Triple H. Moron. We put him in a cage. This idea that they cannot be stopped. Oh, my God. Just keep interfering in matches. Oh, my God. What if there was a stipulation or, like, <laughs> a, a gimmick match or, you know, some kind of dramatic principle that's been used in wrestling for years that they could just simply do to... It's the central... They've been doing this for well over a year. The bloodline needs to be stopped. Like it was Sammy and Cody, this greater good. Try to do it at War Games. Try to do it last year's WrestleMania. We need, we need to stop the whole bloodline. Yeah. From running roughshod over six episodes of SmackDown a year, this hugely important thing. These six SmackDown episodes of SmackDown that Roman's on a year, uh, it really needs to be stopped. Put him in a cage. It's I'm being facetious with the delivery and the way I'm ex approaching this. Am I wrong? Tell me when I'm telling lies. They could have been stopped handily, easily at least a year ago. It's shorthand for the belt, like 
the belt off, getting the belt off Roman. Uh, you can put the line, belt on the line in a cage match. Yeah, which they've done, and because WWE can't book cage matches, well, just people, they could book cage matches. This is the thing. Yeah, like bring it's back, just bring, it, bring back a stipulation that you murdered <laughs> R.I.P. twenty years ago. Unfortunately, it's like that. flimsy as hell. I don't know. I, like, is. It's a four-year title reign that has assumed that's power. That yeah, we could have Roman like win. In, cleanly a lot. In kayfabe, I think these characters can earnestly argue that he's been put in every match and every sort of time that people have tried to get the belt off him, that has failed. So they Through can, the interference that could have been thwarted in a cage match. Yeah, that, that's what you can't defend is where they've just like... it's a, You pointed this out probably a year ago. Yeah, gaping before anybody plot, else did. Gaping plot a lot of people on Twitter just rip off my stuff. In the bloodline, <laughs> gaping plot hole is that nobody does anything about the interference... And that's only really started to happen now, or at least Roman's been put in less favourable positions than he was getting put in before that. Uh, yeah, so I, like, I don't have a particular problem with it because as well, I think you're, you're trying to do what you captured last year with Seth, and sorry, with uh, Sammy and Kevin and Cody, you're doing that again with Seth Rollins. And I think it's working, and obviously it helps that The Rock is involved in it to elevate all of this. Otherwise, maybe I wouldn't think it was as magic feeling as when Cody put Kevin and Sammy back together with the express purpose of stopping the bloodline. And half the job was, again, belts. Half the job was done because you took the belts off the Usos. It was Cody not being able to finish the story and so on. Because otherwise, I thought this was brilliant. Like, Sid is right. It was going to be a bad news, good news thing. I thought this was everything that Becky and Rhea wasn't. Drew one a week with this. Yeah. Drew McIntyre, this character. Oh. We said this before, this... The reason his character is the best is not just because of how well he performs it and what he can lend to matches, but it's just how other characters and other stories can be elevated by it. So Drew McIntyre telling Seth, like, keep your body in the best physical shape you can. I don't need you risking injury. Drew would love nothing more than Seth getting injured. Drew will probably take out that injured knee with a Claymore or a chop block before WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. He'll go for the back, he'll go for the knee, whatever. That's who Drew McIntyre is now. Man, I don't want the bloodline coming in and ruining my victory. Not even, like, sort of daring to suggest that he might lose. A week after he's basically accepted their help yep. to get the match in the first place, all that sort of stuff. This character is, it's just really tightly booked, and the motivations have never strayed. He has that thing with Jey So like, oh. ultimately, like, what could have been a nothing exchange to set up a match that we've already seen on next week's Raw. But Drew, at this point, is denying... That, like, Jay coming to Raw was what set him off on this dark path yes. in the first place. And he's just in, like, complete denial. I was like, everything has worked out great. Like, I just told you all along, if you listen to me, everything would be fine in Drew McIntyre's world. I just love watching that play out. And for him now, of all the times, if, if we are buying this scenario that we're this close to the Bloodlines tyranny finally being over, something that Drew himself campaigned and campaigned and campaigned for, we're this close to it, and Drew's like... Yeah, forget about all of that. Like, yeah. I need you fresh for the title. I just love that so much. This match feels big. I want the title change. Drew is talking and wrestling and acting like a guy that is ready to be like the top guy on SmackDown. And it'll be a really different flavor having a top heel who's there all the time. Like, let's see this character in that slot. And Seth is just, he's not really very wacky or fun or silly anymore. But because the story feels big and people do care about the, you know, the bloodline being stopped... He feels, like, feels relevant. It's not just wacky, like wacky costumes, like the belt. All of this felt big time. I thought. I'm gonna be fair. Before we quickly move on, right? Rest, uh, wrestling's just flawed and it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> it just is. It just is. Like way back when, when they used to do this at mm. the cage match. All right, this body keeps cheating. Oh, cage match, and there's no interference. Mano y mano. 
the good, virtuous, stronger guy will win. It always take them a few too many months to realize, oh, it's good just the cage match again. That way. Yeah. Oh, we've gangbusters last time. We should have thought that thought that four <laughs> months ago before this tyranny from the latest heel and all that. Also, whatever. like the escape thing was because Samatino had left them for dead, and it was like, what an honorable guy. And then when, like, in the 90s, it was like, the babyface is running away. What? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. never told that story with But it's been like, general, like, the idea of it has to loop. The same governing body or authority figure or whatever has to make the same errors for drama to happen and all the rest of it. Like, oh, should just do a cage match night one, if anything. <laughs> in fact, it should all be in cages. Every yeah, match should be in cage. You know what I mean? They've taken the piss with how long the bloodline thing's going on. You have to do this kind of thing for a bit. Mm. You have to have your, ba- your baby faces have friends until the they can't really have friends because they need to do a heat angle. It's all it's all crap. Uh, we watch crap every day. But they've taken the piss with this by at least a calendar year. Mm-hmm. Especially when they know right, they need to be stopped. How could we stop this? It's, it's gone too far now. It's gone too far and it must be stopped, Cage. Easy. Like those moments as a parent when you know full well you're not going to deliver on like a threat because yeah. you're like, if we're, we're not, if you don't do this, we're not going to do this. But those tickets cost me a lot of money, so we're definitely doing that. Yeah. Thing, and I'm not, being, I, I'm not stuck in the house. Like, yeah. I, 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 it's probably too late to cancel the crazy golf, and I want to do it as well. Yeah. Taking it too far. Please don't take it any further because I don't want to cancel crazy golf, and I'm never going to do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, we follow that with Nia crazy, Jax so. versus Liv Morgan. Um, is it a windmill one? The one I went to, Ooh. an old-fashioned windmill. Is it the one in the North Shields one? No, no. that's Centre Town. Ah, okay. Ah, oh, I know the one you mean. Yeah. Um, Jack's early on hits her with a Samoan drop, gets her in that stretch muffler, and then just slams her face first into the middle turnbuckle. Jack's goes for the leg drop on the apron. Morgan dodges it, and we get my whole flashbacks. Um, and after a break, Jack's is still in control, but Morgan avoids a senton, hits a missile drop kick, and a code breaker. Um, they, uh, they're fighting on the outside eventually, though, uh, and then Becky Lynch appears and attacks Nia Jax for the DQ for what she did to her earlier. Uh, she slams her face repeatedly into the announce table. Jax manages to get away. The referees hold her back, and Liv Morgan's not looking happy after this. I'll just skip to the next bit because uh, Lynch in the back tells Pierce she wants a match against Nia Jax, and Pierce makes it official for next week before Liv Morgan comes in and says, I was in the middle of a match there, but you don't care. Not everything's about you. I like that. Good book in this. Uh, stands don't get wrestling. They have their favourite wrestlers and... Don't clip this. Yeah, but, you know, they don't. And I saw a lot of people... A <laughs> <laughs> lot, lot of Liv Morgan stands that were angry that she didn't win. Uh, and I would get that in old world WWE, but the way that that match ended, you could tell there was more to come with Liv Morgan. Like, she beats Bianca Belair and then turns into Becky Lynch's finisher. They... Those stands or the people that think, oh, Liv deserves more or whatever, should understand that after maybe six months, you could argue, oh, well, they never followed up on that. Or they never picked up this detail. Fine. Then you can have that argument. Right now, she is in a particularly, like, in a potentially in a quite a good spot. Mm. And I think this was proof of that because they've been able to use that finish and how close she came to building on this story that we were, like, I was sort of taking the piss out of it a couple of weeks ago. Liv Morgan's got this head cannon. Oh, I'm on this big revenge mission. I'm going to do this and this and this. Now I'm buying it a bit mm. because there she was wrestling for that revenge mission in Elimination Chamber, not quite succeeding and having this bitterness towards Becky Lynch that's manifesting a totally has, has been that in the past, has been the bridesmaid, never yeah, the bride previously. This thing yeah. where it all starts with Rhea Ripley, which is what she's got to get back to and she's the one with the belt. So she's going to be looking at Becky thinking, she's getting that WrestleMania match and I needed that for my vindication. And they've quite organically arrived at it through this Nia Jax match because Nia Jax got this involvement with both of them. Also, 
I think Triple H has dug into a story of one of his best mates here because this Liv Morgan's line delivery reminded me of that Kevin Nash story of when Brett and Undertaker are fighting in, in a cage match. And Brett's worried that nobody cares about his title reign. He's just been set up to lose to Shawn Michaels. And he's having a bit of a moan backstage. On a damn man. Like, Nash is there. Brett's like, well, I'm just going to beat you in a cage match. Can I? And Nash is like, well, yeah, but I need to get this in as well. I'm fighting the Undertaker at WrestleMania. I need this spot on this. Having a bit of back and forth. And uh, like Nash tells it, like, damn, I'm just sitting there quietly. The old tape in your fist sort of thing. He's like, Motherfucker, not everything's about you. And it was like a sort of indication there. Yeah, Brett, shut up. Dead man's talking. I'm not talking about a stand-up show. And that's what this made me think of. Uh, I bet you Triple H bloody loves that story. He bet he loves it. I bet they yeah. bloody love it. All sitting together, I'm going to laugh at Brett. God's going to strike you down, Hunter. Gather Gelly interviews Grayson Bloody Waller and Austin Theory. Uh, Waller's not happy that Rhodes disrespected him in his home. He attacked his boy Theory, and Waller did everything he could to stop it. Austin Theory's face was a picture when he said that. Uh, and tonight he's going to disrespect Rhodes in his house and the bloodline's going to pick the bones. And you see Heyman briefly in the background here. Uh, then we got actually, that was where the, the Morgan Lynch thing happened. Uh, Jackie Redman interviews Jay Uso and uh, Redman says, you know, how are you going to rebound after losing last week? And Jay says, look, Going to keep being myself, keep being main event JU. So I was this close to becoming an IC champion. Every time I come close to something, I come up short. Uh, every time I'm trying to win a title or do something positive, bring myself up, I come up short due to a past enemy on Raw or my own family. And Drew approaches and he simply says, I want you to know, from the bottom of my heart, you deserve this. And then he gets into a brawl and a match next week. Nice. Nice, nice stuff. <laughs> main event time Cody Rhodes versus Grayson Waller. Um, it's kind of all more about what happened after this, of course. Uh, delayed uh, vertical suplex from Cody. Sends Waller into the ring. Um, and uh, we're informed Paul Heyman's backstage. He's coming, um, basically. We go to a break. We come back. Waller's in control. He hit a rolling flatliner during the break. But Rhodes fights back with a power slam and a disaster kick. Theory's there. He hits the apron. Rhodes turns his back. And that allows Waller to take advantage. Uh, but in the end, Cody takes out Theory with a suicide dive. Um, Waller tries to... Sneak attack Cody, but Cody fights him off. Cody got a crossroads one, two, three. Loved it, man. I love a baby. <gasps> loved a baby face on a run like this. I want to see Cody Rhodes wrestle once a week against a heel. He's definitely going to be overcome minuscule odds because he's overcome far bigger ones than a two-on-one advantage of these losers. So you don't want any stakes. I, I, Cody's in that zone. <laughs> no, no, I, I love it. You know what I liked about this? The only thing I liked about this, which I'm going to kind of bury later, is the tie looked great. It's That's like that. I just thought it looks fantastic. I thought it'd be way higher on the attire. Well, like I don't know. I'm, I'm so too thinking it. I'm, it is normally, but I'm kind of too embedded in the magic of a wrestler. <laughs> Never thought it could happen again. Never thought I'd see the day. So Paul Heyman appears on the stage. He's got three men in suits behind him. Rhodes immediately grabs a steel chair and a microphone. Um, Heyman goes to do his introduction, but Rhodes cuts him off and says, "Look, if this is a bloodline setup, come and get me, basically." And uh, he was like, "Hey, hey, hey! The only member of the bloodline that..." It's here's me. No one else is. Uh, and these gentlemen behind me are my friends from the NYPD. They're off-duty officers, actually. I'm all suspended officers, but uh, anyway. The hell are you Gosh. talking about, Paul? Yeah. And I had a nightmare here, son. Police officers suspended for kicking too much ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn it, this is lame. Um, Not even the lamest bit about this segment. He said, uh, I get how insulting it must be to be Will Smith across the face but you need to take The Rock's name out of your m freaking mouth. Um, Topical. So, 
Heyman could forgive Rhodes for taking away The Rock versus Roman Reigns. The Rock can't, though. Uh, and Roman Reigns has authorised Mr. Heyman to tell Rhodes that uh, he can withdraw his challenge against The Rock or else. Cody says, or else what, Mr. Heyman? Um, Cody says, like, you may have noticed I haven't really gone after uh, the Rock haven't rained holy terror on this mic yet because just like everyone else, I was a fan of The Rock. How could you not be? You can put yourself in my shoes. Every meal is determined by tickets sold and every ticket sold by The Rock. I'm done being nice, though. If this is a setup, let's go. Um, Heyman's got okay, a better idea. let's go. Heyman's got a better idea. Uh, the, the cops jump up on the apron. Uh, they're doing the... The uh, <laughs> suspended caps. <key> <laughs> they're doing the... All four corners. Cop, cop, cop. Heyman. Uh, in each, on each side. Um, Heyman says, oh, I'm all right to enter the ring. And Cody says, no. <laughs> Which I quite like. There's a bit of a difference maker. Uh, the, the cops do enter the ring, though. Uh, and Cody stands there, realizes Is what's going cops? on. Uh, <laughs> Cody says, look, I want to make something clear. If anyone takes another step, I'm kicking this motherfucker straight out of the window. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he says, if one more person takes a step towards me, I'm dropping everyone standing in this ring. And Heyman says, all right, but, you know, that threat obviously doesn't apply to me. And Heyman goes to go in, and Cody goes, wrong, and just grabs his chair, twats all of the cops with it. Stone uh, cold Steve Austin. <laughs> good. It's good. He, uh... could come up with that one. You got any T-shirts out? He... Uh, yeah, threw a chair directly into one of their faces. He hit a crossroads. Um, and Drilled him a crossroads. Yeah. I'll make you famous, kid. And Heyman steps out of the ring, gets his phone, and says, <laughs> call Roman Reigns. And you're like, okay. And then he gets out a second phone and says, it's got, it's got the Brahma It's got the, the freaking Brahma bull on the back. Wait a minute. Is and this my goes, rock phone? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, call the rock. And then he's got them both there going, not going to plan, guys. Um, well, the idea that they just don't give a toss about Raw and would never watch it. Uh, and Cody says, yeah, call them both. The bloodline isn't hunting me. I'm hardcore. <laughs> the bloodline isn't hunting me. I'm hunting the bloodline. This, this, was, this, this was honestly, and I know I'm like a bit lower than consensus on this resurgent WWE of 2020. This is yeah, Cody was great, and this was, was still... great? I loved that beatdown on them cops. Yeah. <laughs> but this was so thick. This was ro- like Paul Heyman with them three. Call the rock on his rock phone. <laughs> yeah. He was like, wait a minute, is he calling the rock? Like, he's just as bad as the bloodline one he did. It's so good. They were on XT. Bloodline. <laughs> like, honestly, this deserves more pelters. It's, <laughs> is it supposed to be funny that, like, they're so massive and grandiose that they won't even join a conference call? Am I being too generous there? That like, uh, like if you want to speak to the rock, I just think you're you're stupid. <laughs> so you have to be told that there's a rock phone and a Roman phone. But he's one of those. It looks ridiculous. Maybe the only the only way you can contact him is through that phone. Like all the other numbers are blocked. A Batman's red phone. So the idea that Paul Heyman sourced a couple of rogue cops who are willing <laughs> to appear on not going to get their jobs back, then are they? Nah. So they're silly. You watching this USA? Yeah, yeah. Turnover. Quick turnover. <laughs> this was absolutely stupid. It was lame. It was one of the daftest things I've seen connected with this bloodline saga that's mm. apparently so lauded. Paul Heyman. I feel like this is weird, right? You'll never find anyone like 
who's less lost for words, if that makes any sense, Paul Heyman. He'd talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and carny and carny and carny and sell you and sell you and sell you. So these three moments here, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he didn't even, he just lost the thread. Yeah. We well, talked about like the last time we were in the ring, I cried. And that's uh, another story for another day. I was like, what are you talking about, Mr. I don't want an Mr. apology, Hayden? but I want you to stop talking about this and rescind your offer. He was talking a load of complete bollocks, mm. stepping on his own dick at every juncture. I was, I was kind of like embarrassed for him. But he's got no shame, so that's there's no point in being embarrassed with someone like Paul Heyman. Thinking of him somehow acquiring these off-duty suspended police officers. Was I was lost so in thought about stupid. how dumb that was. It's really like, it's like do you go two-footed on Paul Heyman for like being lost for words for once in his goddamn life? It's like saying, oh, Messi didn't get an assist in, last, in this match. More like Lionel Pessy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like... If anyone's earned, and I don't even think Paul Heyman, it's, it's about style, I don't like it. Mm. Like, I don't even think Paul Heyman is as good as a lot of people do. But one thing you cannot deny is that he's, for what he does every single night, he's nailed on, nailed on. He deserves the odd mole again. Has he ever, I don't think I've ever heard him flub a line. Ever, I don't think I've ever heard him do a botch because, as you say, he'll sort of talk through it like, Oh, that's what he was meaning to say. Yeah, he's a a genius. Yeah, 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 night. This is the first time he's had a nightmare that I can ever recall. It was just shocking to me how bad he was, but I shouldn't, I'm not burying him for it. Two words, two words, Matt freaking hard. He gave Edge of the uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) this was just really silly and lightweight. And crap. So, like they build up the rock on SmackDown. They got a video package of him in his gear, and then it's like I got some fake cops for Cody to beat up. Have you? Did like we? Did you have like some actual wrestlers and one of them missed a flight or something? They were locked in that room with me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I just weird, weird and rubbish. Weird and rubbish. But co- all people remember is Cody launching that chair. Yeah. So that guy. That is all people remember from this. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts on Monday Night Raw in the comments section below or on X at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Follow our brilliant producer at It's Adam Nicholas. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and the Dadleys. I'm one of the Dadleys as well. Um, we'll be back later on today to preview NXT. But for now, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to Hamlet Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 